0: It's fucking hot. Whoo! Oh. There's some stank. Yep, I'm looking at this VB, and I'm just drinking the condensation with my eyes right now. I'm stinging, absolutely fucking stinging for it. I might just scull the whole fucking thing and just crush it in the first ten seconds. I'm going. I'm going.
1: Of all things, in
0: this heat, I'm going the red. Jesus. I knew you were going to say that. That's wild. lot for punishment. Uh, not even like a chilled red or something like that. You're, nah, you're fuck an that. idiot. No, nah, no. Nah. Oh, There's well, nothing better, mate. You like what you like? On the plonk? I do, I do. On the vinos. On the v
1: mate. On the v
0: Well, I'm thirsty as hell. Let's, uh, let's just get into this, will we? All right. Let's get to Robin Um. Hello handsome Care for a rubdown I need all of you to stop what you're doing And listen Something special is about to happen Are
1: you waiting to receive my lift penis? There
0: There you are Yeah, g'day rubbers, welcome back to the Weekly Rubdown, a podcast that rubs down everything NRL Supercoach Draft. You're listening to the 5-8 Rubdown, I'm your host Natty, and with me as always running shotgun in the Rubmobile is the Stats Wizard himself, look we'll at the week, Weasel. Hello mate. Natalie, how's it going? Yeah, good um, mate. Yeah? Yes, yes. How's your week how's your week been so far? Look, I'm going to stop you there, oh, fuck it, I'm <laughs> thirsty. Seriously, yeah, I'm, I'm... this heat.
1: I'm on the Vino, so... Cheers. Cheers, guys. Oh, God. It's thirsty work, isn't it?
0: Oh, my Lord. Hotter than Satan's balls up here. (laughs) All right. Yeah, where were we?
1: Uh, Yeah, we were just just giving each other a bit of a ribbon and... um, yeah just seeing how, how the week was so far
0: so far so good mate uh the preseason has been very kind to the rubdown the patreon is just flying it has exceeded all expectations so i just want to start this rub down with a big thank you to all the subscribers um yeah jesus you make me hard guys that's what else can i say
1: yeah and keep suggestions coming through if you if you like the content or if you don't like the content let us know and we'll, we'll pivot if we need to
0: and that's the other um, thing. If you think of if you think of something that you're like, oh, I'd really like a list of this, or I'd really like a stat on this.
1: Hit yeah. us up in the in
0: the and comments in the, in the in the Patreon, and Wooker might be able to do it. Well, actually, he yeah. will be able to do it. He can do no, anything.
1: No, well, Kyle, we'll one of the one of the patrons, he's he suggested the high ceiling analysis of players over 80 points. And, yeah, we went, we went in and did a deep dive for um, players scoring over 60, players scoring over uh, 80, and scoring over 100. And put a bit of a sneak peek with that um, on Instagram earlier today for the ceiling players scoring over 100. But, yeah, we've gone into a bit of a deep dive of um, of the top 30 players. So, this, yeah, definitely oh. areas where we can just keep keep. This dream alive.
0: So that's the top 30 players, and you've got stats on uh, how many times they scored over 60, 80, and 100, and a percentage of what that is in relation to how many games they played yeah. in 2020. Eff-
1: effectively, their strike rate for hitting those high ceiling scores, and, and that's what you're targeting um, when you're going for those, those high-end picks. So your first three picks, you want probably two of those to be high-ceiling sort of players, the, the guys that you want to have
0: a captaincy option each week. That's fucking dirty talk, baby. That is <laughs> getting some movement. Oh, baby. All oh, right, what else is going on in the Patreon? Obviously, we've had a bit of movement with the top 30. Ryan Pappenhausen yeah, yeah. is plummeting. He oh, is moving. Stocks are, stocks are going <laughs> to the floor with him. He is fucking plummeting. Um,
1: there's obviously a little bit of um, a bit of concern with um, Hines as well. Um, hasn't hasn't caused any movement in his his second spot. That's safe as houses at the moment. But obviously, with all that stuff coming out with his mum, it's 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 going to be a bit distracting for him. I think.
0: Yeah, yeah. like you said, it's probably not going to move him too much. But yeah, yeah. Ryan Pappenhausen, at the moment, what have we got him sort of around that straddling that twenty it's, pick it, somewhere around pretty, there, pretty almost much, into much the stra-
1: straddling the turn of um. Uh, uh,
0: Pick uh, pit two and three. Yeah, and he, so he could Round he could move so. even further after after we talk to Brian, the NRL physio.
1: Yeah, I mean we're, we're taking we're taking our guidance from NRL physio's first um first part of the year where he he said yeah it could be could be four weeks it could be halfway through the season it could be towards the end of the season we just yep. don't know yeah and because the storm are in in the dark as well to a, to a degree and he's not running on it yet. It's, um yeah, it is it is a bit of Barney rubble. Fucking scary.
0: And if you haven't gone out there and listened to the Magic Sponge first episode of 2023, give yourself an uppercut and then go listen to it. It is a great uh, listen, as always, um, on the Magic Sponge. So plenty of good information there. We're going to have Brian on the rub down uh, at the end of this week, so yeah.
1: surprisingly, uh, not not as many cobwebs or or rust on the um on the microphone. He um he went through quite well, well. He's, yeah, mate. He's he's uh, he's
0: <laughs> He's a seasoned professional. He's a man. swinging dick now. He's a yeah. big alpha on the mic now. He's all right.
1: I mean, you, you don't you don't rock up to the Fox Studios and and sort your life out like that. No, um, exactly. Yeah, exactly. no, exactly, exactly.
0: um, and then. A little bit of movement with Cameron Munster as well, the Mad Dog, but we will save that chat um, because we'll mm. be talking about him at, in depth in this 5-8 yep, yep. rubdown. But let's get into the Listener League Sledge. So, Ooh, guys, yeah, Sledges are still coming in. Uh, if you don't know what I'm talking about, uh, you are obviously been living under a rock. Uh, but if you want to be part of the Weekly Rubdown Listener League for 2023, you have to go over to Apple Podcasts, you have to leave a five-star sledge, cut us, cut it with, with us, get into us, make it savage, rip into us, the best sledges get a spot, and then obviously you're in a chance to win five cartons of Gatroyd's Brew and obviously breaking rights that you actually beat the rubdown. So, let's get into our next sledge. Now, this one is an interesting one, actually, because I read this and I was like, you feel two ways about this one, but I'll read it out for you. Oh, fine. Okay. Yep. Okay, so, Champ speaking here, five stars. Champ speaking here, Natty looks like, if Pablo Escobar and Borat had a child and they just fed it leftovers of their weekly game of Soggy Sayo for a year, while Wooker looks like a lollipop pulled out of the side of the lounge that Natty's Soggy Sayo game was played on. The fact that you weak gutted dogs haven't automatically picked me to retain my crown as the Weekly Rubdown's Listener League champion is absolutely criminal. You cowards are finding any possible way to not have to verse me again in the league signing out the future back-to-back champion so that's obviously hedo yeah so now i feel two ways about this because you have to respect the champion swag right i love that it's annoying as all hell but you have to respect it because as champion that's how i conduct my business with plenty of sledging and swag now on the other side of the coin he's put his name out there he's exposed himself so yep, now yep. we have full power. He's got a now.
1: big old, big old target on his back.
0: Exactly. So we have full power now to work out whether we want Hito in the league or not. So it's, I mean, it's up to us. I respect <laughs> the swag, respect the banter, but you've got a target on your head, Hito. So. Wook and I will talk off air. Good sledge, don't get me wrong. Good sledge. Oh yeah, good. Yeah. Good sledge. Uh, it's not the best. It was, it was not, it was, it- it's not. It's <laughs> not. It's not one of the best. It's not one of the top three, to be honest, you So, <laughs> I mean, you're not an automatic. You're not That's an automatic brutal. fucking kid, in uh, mate. Okay.
1: In I fairness, mean, in fairness, if there are if there are like seven or eight better sledges from now, he may not make it. He probably won't. It's
0: only fair. Yeah. It's, mate, You're on notice now. A word, word is our bond. Best That's sledges clear. get in. Yeah. Good luck to you. Fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> champ. Champ. Yeah. Oh, God. Nah, yeah. good one. Good one. I like well that. Played, You've that. Gotta respect, well played, gotta well respect played. the champ. Gotta respect the champ. All right, brother. You earned it, though. Let's get into the five eights. It's
1: long out to uh, Walker, who's on the wraparound.
0: Girl. let's get on with a rub down oh fuck yeah now disclaimer as always these rankings are very fluid it's early awesome. in the piece trust me shit will change it does every single day Walker and i talk about rankings at nauseam we're ranked sluts uh we've got that many numbers and names cool. and averages flying through our heads it's literally our eyes are spinning back in the back of our head like we're playing the poker machines. It's fucking ridiculous. Oh, I thought you were going Exorcist
1: or something there. No, that's right.
0: of course my mind goes to gambling. I just... <laughs> so, yeah. what we're gonna do? We're gonna do our top ten now. But how many five eights have we ranked on the Patreon?
1: Yeah, we've gone up to twenty. Um, that's even a bit of a stretch. Um, similar to halfback, there's this fuck all there. Yeah. Um, so the, the last couple, uh, yeah, a bit of how you're going, but definitely up to about pick 15 up to rank 15 is um, guys that will do a job for you serviceable um definitely the top 12 they are guys that'll get you 55 and plus um but yeah there's a few there's a few wild ones um, and there's a few ones that are um, that are a bit
0: we'll, we'll get to them we'll, but, get, to yeah, them. we'll um, get to them there's some interesting picks All right, so if you you want to check out the top 20, there, along with all the other ranks for the the positions that we've done so far in the preseason, subscribe with the Patreon. But let's get into the top 10 here right now, and that is number one, Mad Dog Dog Munster. Easy. Love him. Could that that be anyone else? Get him in. Get him in my team now. I love him. buff him. Give him up here. Look, he's got the best...
1: Pretty much the best um, strength of schedule for relevant
0: halves. We'll talk about that uh, later. In the finals. We'll talk about that later. Number two, Dylan Brown. Number three, Maddie Burton. Number four, AJ Brimson. Number five, Adam Dewey or Dwayhi, however you want to fucking pronounce it. Number six, Tom Dearden. Seven, Cody Walker. Eight, Jerome Luway. Nine, Ezra Mam. And ten, Jack Whiten. That is your top ten as it stands at the moment. Yeah, I mean, it, it,
1: it hurt me a little bit to put um, Jackie Boy in a 10th spot. Oh, I felt like he should have been out of the top 10.
0: <laughs> yeah, I was the same. I, I literally yeah. was just having it because I've just got a but sour the, taste the, in the my sco- mouth. The
1: scoring potential is there. Um,
0: yeah, I – Yeah.
1: There's not much I can say.
0: It was really hard. It was between him and Luke Luke Keery. Both have got relatively good strength of schedules, but Raiders have just got a little bit better for um for the for the run home there and then mm. into the finals. So, um, yep, that's the top ten. But let's let's get into these categories, mate. Yeah. First yep, up, yep. the elite. The elite best of the best. I got a booner. So the only guy here is a boy Mad Dog coming off a 81. So career year for the Mad Dog, base power 45, 11 tries, 15 assists, four tackle breaks a game. Now, stats comparable to other 58s, first in receipts, second in line break involvements, and third in try involvements. He had an absolute blinder of a season. Uh, he did play some games at fullback, uh, so that's probably it wasn't too
1: many. There was probably only three games at fullback, wasn't
0: there? And it's probably and in, in look, it doesn't Actually matter. Actually, saying that, why doesn't he have fullback? Yeah, it's weird. I don't know because uh, they just fucked it's us. the fucking jewels. Yeah, man. Yeah, they just oh. fucked us with that. But uh, look, I'm big on him. Uh, you've got a yeah. little bit to say about Mad Dog and the Storm and how their buys oh, yeah. for and their strength of schedule. Take it away, yeah. mate yeah so
1: i was doing a bit because i'm in a i'm in a keeper league and one of my players from our season is mad dog and i was doing a bit of a, a bit of research just to see if um i could get a bit of a leg up on everyone if i if i dropped um, mad dog to pick up someone who's a bit gets me the higher pick in the actual draft looking through um we don't play the buyers uh, like the big buyers so rounds 13 16 and not, uh, 19 we just don't play them we skip them um, a, a lot of leagues, they'll, they'll play them. That's fine. But for this in particular, the Storm actually have two of their buys fall on those major buy rounds. So you're not losing the player during those periods anyway. Um, but also for anyone who's just picking him up regardless, he's going to be out for Origin anyway for three games. But you're not getting an extra, game, extra two games of um, buys because they fall in the same same week as the, the major buy rounds. So you could potentially get get him for two extra games that you weren't preparing to get him for, um, and that's huge.
0: Yeah, so what you're but, saying there is and he's, he's, got, and he's, oh, he's not yeah. affected by buys as much as other guns are.
1: No, not at all. Yeah. Um, effectively, you're, you'll you be getting him for one buy because he was always going to be lo- um, missing for, for at least two games for Origin. So... It's money for old rope. Um, they don't have any buyers in the in the final series. They've got a good run in the finals as well. The best out of all teams, um, yeah. especially relevant teams.
0: Yeah, they play um, Panthers in round twenty three, which is hard. But then they go Canberra, St George, Gold Coast. So St George, oh. and then Gold Coast in rounds twenty five and twenty six. If that's how you've got your system set up, mm-hmm. is just arousing. Yeah,
1: and and look that 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 final schedule. Because that finishes up, obviously, where you've read the Titans, that finishes up on, 20, on round 26, that could win you the finals.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, because they, he, he'll obviously, in the same as every other season, he'll rest in the last round of the, the season, round 27. So if you're um, drafting in your grand finals on round 27, you might not be looking at him um, because of that that issue. Um, but yeah, mate, he is, he is so good. Um, and the Storm, Storm are going to be quite strong this season. They've lost a bit of, um, they've lost a bit of um, size in their pack, but the guys that they already had there, I, I think it just cl- cleans out a bit of the old old, old wood. Um, I think with um, a few of the guys that they've got on the edges um, coming through, uh, Jackie Howarth and a few others, um, could be quite interesting because I think Ellie Katara and Leora They'll be duking it out in the start of the season, but maybe there might be an opportunity um, on one of the edges.
0: The big thing for Mad Dog for me is, uh, and this is just going back to, you know, his games in rep whenever they need him to stand up, whenever they need him to be the big dick, whenever they need a big player of him. That's when we see the best out of Cameron Munster. Now with a team that are losing some of the old heads, some of the leaders in the, in the team, they're going to call upon him in, in season 2023 to Mm -hmm. be that big dick more more often and bang, this is where he shines. When they need the most out of him, that's when he gives a little bit more. When they need it, when they need a hundred percent out of him, he gives hundred twenty percent.
1: When when puppies like absolutely popping, when when all the team's firing, he
0: can he can take it, back to it and he does. He can cruise, yeah. Yeah, yeah. If, um, if he doesn't need to give hundred percent, he doesn't. But if they need him to, he fucking goes mental. And I think yeah. that's what's going to happen in twenty twenty three. He's going to be their main guy, their guy that's running the team. Um, and yeah, I think an eighty one. I think it's repeatable. I, I I'm oh, big
1: on him. I I think I think that there's potentially an uplift in it um, in him, just because of the fact that he went so well last season. He coasted at, at periods. And I, I just feel like he's going to put on put foot on the gas
0: again. And so where do we have Mad Dog in our top 10 at the moment? Because he has jumped a couple of spots, hasn't he?
1: Yeah, so we, we've put him up a couple, up to um, four, pick four. So we've put him ahead of Teddy. Um, part of the reason for that is there's obviously been a bit of regression in um, Teddy over the last few years. He's a bit um, like it's a position where, like at fullback, where it requires – a bit of youth, a bit of exuberance. Um, he's, still, he's still got it, but he, he's obviously had the stem cells, um, uh, like treatment on his knees and stuff like that in the last few years. There, look, there might be, and I was listening to, um, to Guru's podcast the other day and they were talking about potentially a succession plan at the Roosters mm. with um, Marnie being the, um, the future fullback maybe maybe even Suali and, and moving um Mano into the halves. And look, it's not out of outside the realms of possibility that look Hetty might be might be gone in a in a year, two years. Well it's a complete
0: opposite setup than what we what we just talked about with with Mad Dog, right? A team oh, yeah, that yeah. needs him, that needs him to do a lot, where they need him involved in pretty much every play, especially every try involvement. He'll be mm. he'll have his hands in the ball on on the roosters side They've got that many fucking weapons. Teddy doesn't need to be there. You've got Walker, Kiri.
1: Well, we've been talking Crichton. about Manu effectively playing the second fullback in attack. It's like you're taking away some of the attacking output from him immediately. Yeah. Um, it, 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 like, it, it points towards a massive threat in attack for the Roosters, but for the output of Teddy, it's it's not going to be good.
0: I love it. We did go off on a little bit of a tangent there. But there, just, just to that's, that's, summarize that's just all that, we nutshell. are sucking Mad Dog's dick. That's all what you need Once to Once again, away we, from did, that. we did it we did that last year. Every day. year. He's our boy. It's a yeah, we,
1: we, do love, we do love a bit of mad dog, even if few he's on the wagon.
0: Yep. Get that moustache up there, baby. Get it flowing. Get the long <laughs> hair. Woo hoo hoo. Alright, let's get into Thanks, guns. Right. Guns. Lots of guns.
1: Mr Bergen, do you have a massive
0: erection six, eleven to 30. we've got Dylan Brown in here, Matty Burton and AJ Brimson. anyone you want to talk about here Dylan Brown I know this is an yeah. interesting one as long as, as as it is for a lot of these Parramatta players when we're talking about you know coming off career years. yeah
1: well I mean there's been plenty of questions on the patreon about about Dillbergs and look we were, we' we're massive on him last season we're still massive on him this season. Um, I'm expecting a little bit of regression in his score, not because of him in particular, but uh, I think the Eels as a whole, they'll regress a little bit. I think they're going to take a little bit of time to find their feet with the new um, spine partner in Hodgson. Hodgson's proved himself to be less of a distributor and more of a um, a creative influence in attack. So I think that might take a little bit of the focus away from the two halves partners. Um, And look... I. All, all saying that, that's to put that to one side. Um, losing Isaiah Papali, the, one of their main focal points in attack. Um, I think there's going to be a lot more work and a lot more attack funneled down Lane's edge. And I think it's a real uptick for for both Lane and um, Dillbags. So it might might work to sort of level out those um, those issues that they'll have at the start of the season. So, yeah, I think there is going to be slight regression, um, especially at the start of the season. So... I'm personally not going for dual bags um, in any more leagues, but he's definitely a trade target. Um, So after the after the fast start, so after the first few first eight rounds, say. He's definitely one to target to, to bring in because I think it might be a bit more of a challenging um, start to get things to work with the combinations and all that sort of stuff. What are your it, thoughts, mate?
0: Yeah, it was a big year for Dillbags. Uh, he put 21 points on his 2021 average. That's fucking ludicrous. We said mm. that he'd have a big, a big year. Didn't think he'd have that big of a year. No, um, no, he had four tries, eighteen assists. I think he had four assists in twenty twenty one. So, all of a sudden, he's chucked fourteen more onto his game. Three tackle breaks a game. BP was huge, which is forty four. Stacks stats among five eights. Second in try involvements. Third for line break involvements. Third in receipts uh, among five eights. There has to be a regression there. That's huge yeah. numbers. That's massive numbers. Now. I, I, I'm with you I still think He's going to be A gun I think he probably Settles around that High 60s average Somewhere a lot yeah, around, around there the same. I think Mitch Moses uh, The same as well we We're talking about him He probably has Five, six points uh, Regression in him So you probably See them settle around Similar averages In those top 60s But still The 5'8 Is a scarily Shallow position And if you're getting A 5'8 That's playing In a good team Plenty of points With them um, playing inside a destructive runner like Sean Lane and he's going to average high 60s, you still have to put him pretty high in your ranks. Um, but, yeah, I just don't be drafting him at that 74. The other thing to worry about is that strength of schedule in the finals. you got St. George and Broncos in round 23 and 24, but they end the season in round 25 and 26 with the Roosters and Panthers. It doesn't get any harder. Could it be no. harder? Could it be harder? Yep. No. No. So that is scary, especially if you're going to spend, you know, a, a top twenty pick. yeah. know, maybe you you spend your second to pick get, to get him. You'd have to spend at least your second pick, and that's scary for me. And Looking been, at that strength of schedule, that's scary.
1: Yeah, we've been talking to people who have been tossing up whether to um to to use a turn pick or like they're they're picking it um, pick ten, so they're talking about having either pick ten or eleven on deal bags and look it, it, it's. I, as much as I love, love him um, I just feel like it, you, you're paying overs for a player that's, I mean it's going to be very difficult for him to, um, to live up to that again
0: Yeah, it's, and it really doesn't matter how you slice it doesn't matter where your uh, finals schedule is set up because from rounds 21 this is how it goes through right, they got the cows the storm Dragons, fair. Broncos, fair. Then Roosters, then Panthers, then the bye in round 27. So throughout uh, there, they. No,
1: the, the Broncos would be a really tough game.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, <laughs> yeah. Well, tougher than the Dragons. <laughs> let's just put it that way. Okay, yeah, yeah. No, that's fair. But, the <laughs> mate, Panthers 26, Roosters 25, mm. Storm 22, Cows yeah. 21. I mean, fuck, that's scary. So I'm not keen on spending my second pick overall. On a guy that's got that sort of strength of schedule, yeah,
1: I think he's definitely the type of player that will help catapult you into the finals. Mm. But having him in your team and relying on him as you as pretty much a captaincy option, which your first two picks should be, yeah, it's it's a recipe for disaster.
0: Yeah, it's it is fucking very worrying. Now, the the next guy I want to talk about is Matty Burton with a 2022 average of fifty six. God, that's uh, Yeah, it's very low. Great boom candidate here. I'm not going to say a lot about Birdo here because I will talk about him in my plan and focus, but uh, it should be noted that the Dogs do have the buy in round 23, but then they go through with Knights, Canberra, mainly, so it does get better there. Um, yeah, I'll leave him for a little bit because I've got a lot to say about Birdo. I'm big on All Birdo. Right. Uh, AJ Brimson, another guy in this category. Jesus Christ, if the Titans just had a better strength of schedule, I would just be bouncing on Brimo's dick. I'm so big on this kid. Dual 5'8", fullback, 64 average. I think there's going to be a boost there with his average. Back into the season, Brimo was humming. uh, Ended the year with a five-round average of 98. That's what I love about AJ is his fucking ceiling. It is sensational. Um, and I don't care where he plays. One, six, I think it's going to be perfect because Foz is in the side and his role will be very similar, whether he plays fullback or 5'8". It's just going to be run and run a lot. Foz mm. will steer the team. He'll direct plays, put put the team in really good scoring opportunities and it'll free Brimo up to play his attacking game. Um, so we had nine tries, 16 assists, 3.5 tackle breaks a game and a healthy base power of 37 just i just love everything about this bloke um it's just that strength of schedule that worries me if they had a better i mean it's so bad warriors sharks panthers melbourne so they end with sharks panthers melbourne i mean if it just just take one of those out and I'm, I'm pretty big on him. It's just, again, the same thing I said about Dill Bags is, you know, I'm probably going to have to spend a pretty high pick on AJ Brimson to get him. And it might be, you know, a late round two pick. And all of a sudden, I'm spending that on a guy that is going to be useless to me in the Supercoach mm-hmm. Finals because he's coming up against the best Supercoach defensive sides in the in, comp. In, in a position that has the most impact but the team
1: you're playing, yes. Um, look, you mentioned about his his um, his ceiling and stuff. He only tipped the ton twice last season, so he he is a type of player that yes, he can get you eighty to ninety to hundred um, fairly often. But going to upper echelon, he um, he only ranks down at the number twenty seven for um, for like upper echelon scores, so over a hundred. So he's one that um, I, I think. He can go. He is the type of player that put that at on one side. Like I've said before, he can go to that other level. And I think the Titans are a team that, if they can keep the ball a bit more often, get themselves in better positions in attack, which Foreign and Verles will help do. I think,
0: yeah, the sky's the limit. For and a, that's the is. thing. Last year, he had to overplay his hand. Sexton yeah. didn't come on as as hard as a lot of people thought. Brimson obviously had to be, Brimo had to be that guy, you know, that he didn't want to be. It's sort of like that Anthony Milford factor at Broncos where they Mm. wanted him to be the general. He's like, that's not my fucking game. I just want to run. That's what Brimo wants to do. And with Foz and the team, he's going to be able to do that. So I think those 100 plus scores will come throughout the season. It's just that back end that worries me. If I could get him in round three, I'm happy with that. If I can get him somewhere in round three, I'll take the punt on him there um, and just forget about the the strength of schedule for the finals because I'm happy to spend, you know, a pick 22 plus on a guy that might not go that well in the SuperCoach finals and just use him throughout the year. But if I've mm-hmm. got to go in the in those under those 20 picks, uh, I'm probably gonna leave him.
1: Yeah, look, it's. It- I think there are going to be some people who are going to reach for him a little bit. I don't think they're going to reach that far, though. So I think in the teens, it's probably a bit overs for him, and I think a lot of people are probably in the same boat. I think for a lot of people, um, and especially people who have been burned by Bruno in the past, which there are a lot, um, I, I think, yeah, spending that early 20s pick is, is probably value.
0: Yeah, yeah, hundred percent, and that's what I like. Yeah, I not can, valid. I can see him I mean. going in those team picks though, just because of that five round average to finish the season, sixty four average for the season as well. Jewel, that's the big one. The five eight, eight and fullback, back. that is sexy as fuck. And like I said at the start, if he just you just had a bit of strength of schedule,
1: it gives you that flexibility for later picks to go. You don't need to get both of those positions. You just need to get one of them, mm. and you kind of you can pivot. And, it's so and big. Change your pick, no matter um, yeah what the what's on, on the cards.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's just yeah, big kick in the dick there with that Sharks Panthers Melbourne to finish the season. Mm-hmm, not great. All right, let's get into the sweet spot. That's your sweet spot right there. Oh my god. Oh fuck. Oh my god. Fuck yeah. This is picks, thirty-one to seventy. Uh, we've got a few guys in here. We've got Adam Dway here, Tom Dearden, Cody Walker, Jerome Luai, Ezra Mam, Jack White, and Luke Carey, Jackson Hastings. Who do you want to talk about here first, brother? I love a bit of Adam Dewey. Um, Yeah, he's... Look, coming
1: back second year from the ACL, I think he's going to be be a big, big performance uplift. I think the fact that he's got a really good pack behind him, uh, in front of him now, I think, yeah, got a really good um, dummy half. Everything's pointing to a really good season for him. The one thing that concerns me a little bit is there's some talk of him getting pushed back into the centres,
0: Okay. Um,
1: which is which is not fantastic. I mean, the one the one good thing that would come out of it is um, he would end up becoming dual. So he had his um, his dual status taken off him at the end of the last season. He's five five eight solely this season. So, Who have they got in mind for five eight? Um, there's been there's been a bit of talk that um, Staines might go to fullback oh, and wow. Laurie might go to surely five, not, surely uh-huh. not. Look. Crazy things have happened at the Tigers. Fucking um, hell, I I would hope that that's just fucking chatter. Um, yeah. So because look at he has a good kicking game. Yeah, he, ha- he has a great running game. And I feel like he'll just get left right out at, at, at the center spot.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm big on, on Dwight. Um, and so when I looked into his stats, um, this is what got me really hard. So he played limited minutes in round 15 and 16 after returning from injury. Obviously, I think he played one game coming on off the bench at center, another one coming off the bench as well. Take those games away and just focus on the 80-minute performances. And it bumps his average from 59 up to 67. Mm, yeah. Now that and, and to be honest,
1: and to be honest, like when you when you take into account what he did in twenty twenty one, that's hundred percent hundred percent understandable. He's got a massive massive game in him. He's got a lot of attacking stats in him. He's got a lot of try involvements in him as well, both scoring and um, giving off. He's a bit of a glue hands though, so he, most of the involvements for tries and and line breaks. He look, yes. But if he can attract defenders and then off, um, offload for a line break try, I'm liking that as well.
0: Mm, yeah, no, I, I like my super coach players to have glue hands. Just hog the <laughs> fucking ball. Just keep <laughs> Mate, it, bros. Give, give
1: me give me gallon any day.
0: Yes, baby, yes. <laughs> all right, let's move on. Apologies if you guys listening uh, I can hear all the fucking rain and thunder and all that going on. It just started pissing down up here on the Gold Coast thunder and lightning They're very. Hope hopefully it takes some of this heat out of the days cuz yeah, I've had enough of it already. I had enough of it. All right, where are okay. we? We are we just talked about Dwayne. Let's get into Tom Didin. I'm not going to say much about Tom Didin because I think there's going to be more of the same for him. 58 average from 2022. You can see him doing pretty much the same thing for um 23. What's your thoughts on him? Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty much in the same boat. I think there's going to be a lot of influence from
1: Scotty Drinkwater. Um, we know that the Chad doesn't really overplay his hand. He really guides the team around a well, really good kicking game. Um, I think the one thing that might um, might come out for him, Deaton, is just more development in his kicking game. So mm. a few more forced dropouts, a few more like 40-20 opportunities and things like that might come, um, come into his game. And I think the fact that um, Robson, uh, Reese Robson, has come out and said that he wants to work on his kicking game to take the pressure off those two, it just adds adds a little bit of um, doubt in the defensive team's mind as to who will be kicking um, at any one fifth tackle. So it might give them a little bit more time and space um, yeah. to actually put some really good kicks in. So I think it, it it spells for maybe a bit of an uplift. But I think like he had a really good season last year, so. I think pushing pushing that 60 barrier is going to be
0: um, where I see him. If anything, it's a progression. I, don't, I, I can't see yeah, a yeah. regression. You know, second year in, more confidence. Um, his game is built around his base as well, his tackles. Mm. His, his tackle efficiency is really good as well. I just think more confidence in this Cowboys side, taking a, a bigger role in attack as well. But also the Cowboys having a better season themselves as a team. You know, they came on strong in 2022 and surprised the fuck out of everyone. I think they'll have a real red hot go for the premiership for 23. So I think that bodes well for Tom Dearden's game. But yeah, I'm happy to draft him around that 58 average.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, I, I'd, I'd even go as far as bump that up to 60 and yep. put him around in that, that sort of category because look, 5.8s, they're, they're not that many of them. Yeah. Um, and especially decent ones,
0: hundred percent. All right, let's get to the next guy, Cody Walker. Uh, so fuck, he plummeted a little bit for twenty-two, coming off that twenty-twenty-one average of what was it, 84? 84 mm, down to fifty-seven. That, that Ooh, bump, oh, bumper of the season.
1: Um, I think but, I think you can. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna speak a little bit about it. Later talk to with, me, guys, um, because he's he's definitely one of my boom candidates. Okay. Um, so he's he's a player that I think he can put on a lot on his average and. You, Just have a look at the period of the season that Latrell was out Mm. and you look at his scores and then you look at the scores when Latrell was back after, like, round 13 or wherever it was. And, yeah, there is a mountain of difference between the type of play that he can offer when he's got that other string of attack coming off his left edge.
0: Yeah, I mean, apart from that 15 score in round 19, he went... 119, 78, then he had the 15th, Then he had 55, 59, 85, 76, 41, 58. Finished with a five-round average of 64. That's more like it. That's that's the sort of value that I think you'll get with Cody Walker. 57 average up to sort of that mid-60s. Uh, the problem is, is that round 26 buy. Now, if you if your grand final is round 26, round 27, that is going to cause some absolute Dalai Lamas for you. But mm-hmm. if your grand final is round 25 all of these bunnies players come in to contention and they're the guys you want to target so uh because i did have a guy dm me uh the other day saying that his grand finals round 25 which it's obviously not one of the most popular uh finals uh, systems and that's why we don't talk about it a lot so just putting it out there now if your grand final lands on that round 25 just forget what we say about missing Bunnies players. They are all back mm. up for grabs because you're not going to have a buy in, in later in the round because their buy lands just after your season ends. So, yeah. Luttrell's all, all high.
1: Of them, all, all, all of them shoot, shoot up the rankings. And look, Cookie um, could push up as many as five spots.
0: Mate, yeah. Luttrell's huge. You know, you probably take Luttrell over Mad Dog. Cam um, Murray probably moves down to that turn pick. He might even make the top 10, Cam Murray. Mm, Um, And Cody Walker, one of the best value plays uh, in the draft with that 57 average, probably puts 10 points on. He'd get into the 20s for sure. For sure, for sure. So, yeah, just think about that. It's hard for us to cover all bases with all these buys. Otherwise, we'll be sitting here talking for longer than we do. We fuck, we dribble a lot. So, um, Mm -hmm. but yeah, just keep that in mind that if your grand final's 25, you're all sweet with bunnies.
1: Yep. Alright,
0: let's get into the next one, Jerome Luai Every year I'm low on him. And I'm low on him again.
1: I'm 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 massively low on him because he's lost his best centerpiece in attack, which which was fucking kick out. Billy Kicks was one of the key aspects to the success of that left edge.
0: Can't be understated. It can't be understated. And for the same reason I'm just about to talk about how much I love Matty Burton, is the same reason why I'm so low on Jerome Loy. And that is the effect that Kikau has on his halves. Not only does he present that dangerous running attack close to the line, but he sucks in defenders. And it gives those halves running space.
1: he can not only be the attack, he can be the attacking option that draws the defense away, opens it up for guys like it's Tomo huge. and fucking mate. It's huge, mate. Right? It's fucking or, huge. Or, or, or Luai himself.
0: So, he but he's also steadily, he's been on the steady decline since 2020. So he's gone 62, 59, and then a 56 last year. So, yeah, no, I am i won't be looking at him. I mean, I hope to God that I'm not in a position where I have to draft him because, one, I just don't want him on my team. And, two, I think he... Look, it's hard to see a lot of regression. He probably st- does sit around those mid-50s. Um, but, yeah, I'm just not big on him at all. I actually think the fact that Kickout isn't in the team, I think Nathan Cleary's is going to play a bigger role on both sides of the ruck. Um, so yeah, I, I, I'm just not big on him. He's actually my one of my busts, uh, Jerome Luai. I
1: mean, he out of all the guys that we're talking about, I think he is the biggest bust um, out of any. Yeah. Because I don't, I don't see a huge amount of regression in in any of the guys that we're going to be talking about. It's um, it's predominantly going to be Jerome.
0: Yeah, and especially you're drafting a guy from the Panthers, you want. You want him to play well. You want him. You want that upside, you know, because, a oh, fuck, he plays for a double premiership, back-to-back winning side, an attacking yeah. side, one of the best supercoach scoring teams in the comp, if not the best. And you're just going to be disappointed in 2023, I think.
1: And on, on his day, he's a weapon. He's a dead set weapon, but they have to effectively have their foot on the throat for that to happen. Yeah, um, all things need like, to
0: be going his way.
1: Yeah, he's he's a real confidence player, and he's a he's a real. Um, position player so for how where we're on the day and um yeah a lot of the time if um if Cleary's setting the framework and he's doing all the big um big swing and dick moves Luai just takes a bit of a backseat
0: oh that's enough about Luai we've spent way too much time on him let's get on to your boy Ezra Mam
1: <laughs> oh mate this kid he is something else isn't he
0: was that was that your was that your it penis was. hitting the desk
1: that was mate. Wow. Um, okay. He, he 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 was one of the biggest finds that we had last season at the Broncos. Um, I'm I'm excited to see see what comes this season. Um, it he was he's set electric on that left edge, and look, I I just feel like a lot of the um a, a lot of the big things to happen this season like bringing in Reese Walsh and and everything and like having a, a better quality of um, forward pack. Yeah, bringing in Kapow off the bench it, it spells really good things for the Bronx um, there's obviously the distractions for Haas with his mum and all that sort of stuff but um, I think it's going to be a big season for Ezra. Um, He's also linking
0: on that left edge with Corey Oates, who had one of the best base power meets try stats in the comp, if not the best. Mm. So that's sexy as fuck. It's his running game, isn't it, that's so sexy for Ezra Mam and his try scoring ability. Second year in the system, full preseason, knowing that he's going to have the job. He's going to be better for the run.
1: Yeah, we don't want to go too much into it because I'll do a bit of a deep dive okay. later. But, okay, um, leave, it. Yeah, leave it. Needless leave us it. to say, love the kid. He's going to be fucking awesome.
0: Love it, love it. All right, I'm going to talk about Luke Kerry. Now, I think there's huge value in Luke for 2023. We talked about him last year, saying that everyone was overhyping Luke Kerry just based on the stats that he had in 21. Uh, and we were right. He, uh, he shit the bed. He shit the bed a lot more than we thought he was going to do. Um, Mm. 51 average isn't sexy by any means, but... When you would start diving into his stats, he was really involved in this Roosters attack, right? So 24 try assists, that's huge. I think that'll continue. Um, his stats among other 5.8s, he was second in line line engagements, love that. Second for receipts among 5.8s, only behind Mad Dog, which means, you know, he's calling for the ball. He wants it a lot. And third in force dropouts. All of those stats I love, and I think they all are replicated for the season upcoming. Played pretty horrible to start the year... Um, but that was the Roosters as well. Like, they were struggling. They were slow starters. And, and everyone was like, what the fuck? You know, the Knights beat them straight up. And everyone was like, what's going on here? Like, even on the Chasey Losses podcast, I had the, pre- the Roosters winning the Premiership. And I was pretty happy with the $1.80 I got with them. Um, and they were just struggling with combinations. They didn't know whether to play Kiri at half or 5'8, where Sam Walker fit in, what edges they want them to, wanted them to play as well. You had guys coming in and out of the side due to injuries. You know, Satilia, the Butcher comes in, they were swapping Angus Crichton from left to right as well. Mm. You had Collins... Getting injured, then they're buying Matt Lodge to come in and fill that gap. See why Takiyaho he signs uh, with the Kalin Dragons, I think it is. So he's over in UK. So a lot of turmoil going on for the Roosters in 2022. All that's fucking done. The dust has settled. Cheese comes into this side, which is only going to make it better. Um, another huge year for Manu. He's going to be fucking humming. And if whispers are correct, they're going to move Sawali over to the left, which just makes this left edge for the Roosters so dominant i just mm-hmm. i just can't see where there wouldn't be a progression here for luke Kiry. you know so the back end of last year when the roosters were starting to hum you know and they saw that attack where they just had jared and matt lodge just pounding the middle getting the halves on the front foot with space and you saw luke Kerry. From around 19 onwards, he averaged 64 across seven games, including two 100-plus games with eight assists, 11 line breaks, um, line break assists, and two tries. Now, do I am I saying that he's going to average 64? No, but do I think he can get around that high 50s? Fuck yeah, I do.
1: Yeah. Look, he's uh, like he is the type of player though that he is one or two head knocks away from having a long spell out. We already saw that I think he had, what, four to six weeks out last year from a head knock. It's, it, it is a massive concern and it's on, an ongoing concern for players who've had those issues. And we've already seen that the Roosters are very risk-averse to their players in those sort of circumstances. I mean, you, you just have to look at how long Kiri spent out last time, Boyd Cordner being re- medically retired and things like that. So, yeah, it's... Um, uh, the one benefit out of selecting him is you're not going to have to use a um, high pick at all so I think the risk the risk versus reward is definitely
0: there 100% and like he did have an injury affected game as well in round 14 where he scored 12 points in 31 minutes you take that away it's probably going to bump his average up to 53, 54 so all of a sudden when I'm talking about high 50s he only has to chuck on 4 points in his average mm. in a Roosters team that probably will be premiership favourites for 2023 so I just think the value for him at sitting at that fifty-one is just delectable. Yeah. Yum!
1: Look, he, he's he's way far down in the rankings mm. overall, and look, you should be bringing him up to probably that fifty-four average, mm-hmm. um, and then maybe even a few bumps more just due to the um, the shallowness of the position.
0: Yep, I totally agree, bro. All right, let's get into Jackie White and what have you got to say about Jack.
1: Um, don't. Uh, no, no.
0: <laughs> it's probably the one no. year that you're like, fuck.
1: Maybe you could. No, look, he he could. I'm I'm bigger on his halves partner Fogerty than I am for for Jackie Boy. Look, he a little bit like Blake Austin. Teams have kind of figured him out a little bit and man mark him on that basis. He's just a bit better than Blake Austin was. Where he's is a bit a bit of a bigger body and a bit slipperier and he can still get those uh, attacking stats but his ceiling is not there um, so you're not really getting your high end scores and he does have those low games in him as well um, when the game doesn't fall his way so look for, for those reasons I've never really looked at, at, Jackie, Boy as a, at um, Jackie Whiten as an option um, great love his, love his type of footy and, and all that sort of stuff to watch but from a super Coach perspective it's not really reliable um, his scoring output so
0: The big thing for for Jackie is that in 2022, he had some fucking weapons outside him, which he hasn't Mm. had in the past. You know what I mean? Like, um, who's the pomer that used to play on the left edge? His name escapes me now. What, Whitehead? Whitehead, Yeah, so he had Whitehead and he had Croker. They don't Mm. scream, holy fuck, look at this attacking edge. Whereas now you've got Hudson Young, Sebastian Chris. Yeah. Man, you've got to get up in the face of these blokes and put some pressure on them. Otherwise, they're going to shrug you and they're going to score tries. That gives Jack White and space to do what he does best, and that is run the ball. Talk about glue hands. He's the OG oh, he's glue the, hands. He is
1: the epitome of glue hands. He doesn't kick... Well, he's run first, kick second,
0: pass third. All he has to do is give Hudson Young... A couple of early balls early in the game. Get the defense thinking about Hudson Young and where he is in the attacking line. And then, boom, dummy go, dummy go, dummy go. And that's why I think we've seen a bump up in his average. I mean, is it huge? No. You know, we're talking about a 55 average or whatever he got. But it's enough for a serviceable 5'8 in a shallow position.
1: Yeah, and like you you hit the nail on the head with the shallowness of the position. I, I think you've got to be looking at him. Um, especially if, if you're drafting in such a way that you're not getting one of those top five, top six, um, five, eights. You might be looking at uh, uh, a Jackie Whiten, a uh, Luke Keery or someone along those lines to fill, fill your void.
0: Yep, I agree. And this is perfect because we talked about this with strategy, right? It's going to be really hard for you to nail down two absolute weapon, halfback and 5'8''s in your team, right? So you're just gonna, say, You're going bl- to blast your team apart if you do that. Exactly. Um, so if you go if you go on that halfback for early up, so just say you pick a DCE or a Hughes on the turn, um, early pick in round two, and then somehow you pick up a Luke Carey or Jack Whiten in rounds five plus, You've done really, really well. Yeah.
1: I'm, I'm actually more interested for um, the next guy we're going to talk about um, as one of those late picks because...
0: Jacko, um, Wacko, it, Wacko, Jacko? Jack,
1: wacko, Jacko, because I, I think, yeah, you're not going to get too much of a high ceiling from him. Um, he's going to be more of that Cooper Cronk style of
0: half. It's that Jewel, baby but dual? it's jewel. it's dual. And halfback 5.8 the sexiest fucking, of all
1: Jews those, those are so frigging rare mm. for like actual quality ones Yum. and we did a bit of a did a bit of a spiel about them um on the halfback pod but fuck there's there's they're few and far between and the only other one that I can think of offhand is um is milk who's halfback 5.8
0: then he um, and ain't got a base got- of 31
1: hell no <laughs> and look it look he's he's not going to get you your upper echelon scores but he will do a serviceable job mm-hmm. and if you carry another another like up and coming half like if you pair him with like a Luke Metcalf or something like that that could have a big big year who knows or a MILF even um, and you just carry one of those guys on the bench you've got a little bit of injury cover for both the positions in your halves
0: yeah yeah, and like you said, we're not huge on him, but we're not low on him. You're getting exactly oh, no, no. what that average reads fifty two, but you're getting a dual five out the, halfback the, that you can get. The late. one,
1: the one thing that might spell people going early on him are people expecting to get the scores that he was getting at lock in his new spot at the Knights, which is in the halves. He's not that. He's not going to be that type of player in the halves. Like no. he, if he if he was playing lock we'd be talking about him a couple of ranks above. I'm talking like I'd have him above Luai, um, but he's not going to be there and he's not going to be playing lock at any, any any part of this season.
0: No, no. Yeah. I mean, with 13 on his back, he went 86, 62, 61. And yeah, it's just not going to happen. You're going to see more around that 50 average um, with the six on his back. All right, that's it for the sweet spot. Let's get into the bargain basement. The
1: battle of wits has begun. Well, that's the way bargain basement works.
0: <laughs> I'm very aroused. This Picks 71 to 110. Uh, I'll kick it off here with Joshie Schuster. Could be the biggest boom for 2023, only because that average is so low. 23 average, I mean... Please. He'll put twenty points on that average piece of piss. Came into the season last year. Ugh, I mean, like the beast that ate fucking Josh <laughs> Schuster, didn't he? Very very overweight, oh, man, nice uh, one. very unfit. we've uh, all been there though. Yeah. I'm there now. I'm there <laughs> right now. Coming off silly season. Um isn't it though? But and obviously they weren't happy with that and uh, I think it was a little bit of uh, let's teach this kind of lesson that he can't just waltz in and expect to play big minutes and expect and, to play in De- the back row and
1: that type of coach as 100% well
0: 100% he is so and I think he did I think the lesson worked uh, by all reports Josh Eustace has been training really well he's cut Trained weight I, d- I don't like to say it I'm, <laughs> it's disgusting that you said it don't don't ever say that again on this podcast um so I, I just think he'll just come into the season. I've even heard some, um, uh, some interviews where he's talking about uh, the connections that he's building with those left-edge players and how he's really enjoying his football. Obviously, he's the big marquee sixth at the moment, but they've shown him that if he doesn't perform, if he doesn't come correct,
1: they'll move on from him. And they've got a serviceable 5-8 in Cooper Johns that he's, he, sh- he showed that he filled in quite well got sort to of try, set up one, one or two as well with the storm. And look, he's he's no stranger to NRL. Yeah, and I, I feel like he's he's played better in the halves than Schuster has. And today. if
0: the only, if it's the only thing they bought John's for is to just keep a little bit of fear tactics there for Schuster, it'll work. It'll oh, yeah. work. It'll keep him honest, right? Now, what, I like, what I'm going to do here, I'm going to go back to 2021 when he first came on the scene and killed it. He had a 61 average. He had eight assists, eight last touches, and 10 line break assists in 18 games playing in the back row. Chuck in three tackle breaks and one a game just to boot in that in the back row sport. Now that type of skill and pure ball playing just doesn't disappear. You know, you don't just have mm-hmm. a poor offseason then you forget how to do that. You know, he's obviously a very good ball player. I mean we talk about it all the time he's the only blind NRL player um, that can put on a silky Loves a no
1: look. He no can put
0: look. a nice silky try <laughs> assist on. I just think you know he played two games last year, 80 minutes in the halves, averaged 41 over those two games. I honestly think he can get between that 50 and 55. And I feel like people have just got a really sour taste in their mouth about Schuster. Um, I, I did until I started diving into some of the stats and stuff. I obviously drafted him last year, pick three overall. Mm. So that fucking <laughs> blew up in my face, right? That's beautiful. And he was on my list of never to fucking touch again. But the value is huge here, guys. And I mean, if you See, get this him is late. Why, this
1: is why you don't keep photos of your ex girlfriends on your phone. Yeah. Because
0: you look through, you make yeah, bad you know, decisions. You go, hang on, she was hot. I mean, yeah, let me exactly, just, exactly. You shoot, shoot her a <laughs> text. It's two AM, surely she's up. Hey baby, you up? <laughs> hey Schuster, you up, baby?
1: They're always it's, a redhead too.
0: It's round it's round eight. Hey Schuster, you up, baby? Let's go. Let's go. <laughs>
1: Um, look, he, he's definitely on my radar. What, what's the highest pick that you'd be dropping for, for Schuster this year?
0: In all honesty, I think you can get him in this in this oh, no, base.
1: No, 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 you can get him wherever. I'm saying if you're if you're targeting him, where are you dropping your highest pick at him?
0: Oh, it probably in, depends how my team's looking, but probably the highest in the seventies. Okay.
1: All right, because I was going to say round eight or nine in the 10-man league, so that's that's pretty close.
0: Yep. All right. Yep. And he'll be there. I mean, he's fucking 23, he's not, 23 average. Look, I can, gar- <laughs> I, can, I can
1: guarantee you there are only going to be two guys that are going to be looking at him in our league.
0: Yeah, and I even and think, I even think the Manly fans are going to be pissed off with him. Oh, I think yeah. the manly fans will let him slide. I honestly, the the value oh, here you, is you crazy. Know, you know
1: what your old man's like. He, he, if anyone's pissed him off, he's just not not. Um, and did we them.
0: did we mention the five eight two rf jewel? Hello. Oh, and that's and that's beautiful
1: because he's not going to take it away, and it's it's going to be there all season. Super flexible. Mm, yep. Gives value. you the option. Gives you the, Like we were talking about before about having another half on the bench. Gives you that flexibility to have another one to have a punt on. It could be the next Ezra man. It could be the next um, next big thing to come through. Um, I, I think. I think yeah. And I don't rem-
0: that- don't forget, we've got a guy named Tom Travojevich who's tracking really well with his rehab and looks like he's going to be good to go around one. Who who adds five points on everyone's average in that team. Yeah. So look, he, he
1: ma- he's he's that type of player. He makes everyone
0: better. Yep. Around him. Yep. All right. Not just look better, be better. Yep, hundred, hundred. All right, who do you want to talk about here in the bar basement, bro? Oh, just looking through. I mean, it's um, it's, it's getting the slim. It's getting Matty,
1: slim. Maddie Moises, he had a an impressive season last year. He's um, it's coming off that fifty odd average. We we were not expecting him to get even that high, so for him to to drop that, and I think, look. He showed that he was actually a bit resilient as well. So he didn't really have much time off at all. I think uh, it was just a one or two games towards the back end of last season. I think it's going to be more and more of the same of him. Um, so he had a, had a fairly high coefficient of variance. So that's the difference in his scores. So up or down. He um, was a little bit of a roller coaster getting up towards that, that 50% coefficient of variance but he scored 50, um, 36% of his scores over 60 points. Um, and for a guy that you're gonna get that late in the draft, um, that's pretty good for a shallow position. And I think, look, he might put on a couple on his average, um, having another preseason with the team, getting, a, getting more combinations in order, a new fresh, well, not new, but, um, but a new look um, forward pack. Um, with a few of the young guns coming through. Uh, Roycey Hunt we've spoken about him Rudolph as well offering a number of options I think Teague Wilton's going to have a bit more a bit more to play this season I think there's there's a lot to come out of Lots to come out of Moiser.
0: It's the real estate there, isn't it, for, yes. for Matty Moiser? It's that left edge. Like you said, Teague Wilco- Wilton's going to be more on this side. Talakai. He, he,
1: he is a, a weapon in attack.
0: They're all weapons. Oh, Willitalo, Telekai, right. Teague Wilson, Will Kennedy on the sweep. And then you also have Nico Heinz, who loves to play both sides of the ruck. Mm. That left edge was fucking humming last year. So I think more of the same for Matty Moiser. 50. 50, yeah, maybe a couple of points, 52, 53, maybe for 23. But, yeah, more of the same. If you get him in the bargain basements, pick 70-plus. I'm happy with that pick. Um, another guy I want to talk about here, Kieran Foran. So just looking at his stats from last year, he had a weird game where he got zero points from 80 minutes. Not Can't remember what happened there, but that's fucking mm. crazy. Take that that game out, and uh, you've got a 45 average. I'm um, happy to draft him around that 45 Um you know, the the Titans are a high-octane attacking team. Can't defend yeah. for shit, but no. fuck, they can put <laughs> some no. points on. Um, and, you know, you're probably going to have him linking up with Bo Firma. We know who Bo Firma plays. He runs great lines. He's going to be making line breaks and scoring tries. I and I think so, it's yeah. going to be Kieran Foreign that is going to be the beneficiary there for the try assist. So if anything, maybe, you know, a couple of points bump in average just because of that. And also that, that link that's, with that's, Brimo as well, you know, coming around the back, playing fullback. So I don't mind him as a late pick, Foz. Yeah,
1: and that, that season with Manly has has really helped him get his career back on track because he was obviously dogged with all those injuries and mm. the Warriors mm. at the Eels. At yeah. everywhere. Played
0: every, every game club, last club, season.
1: Every club he went to, he got like shoulder injuries, hip injuries, fucking knee injuries, everything. And look, he's he's shown that he can play the full season i think there's a lot more in attack and i think uh for the titans that um them was on offer for a lot of parts of the season for manly and yeah he he can definitely put five on his average i think
0: yeah no i like it um milf we talked about him in the halfback podcast not much more to say about him but he belongs in this bargain basement 70 plus picks luke metcalf what's your thoughts on here
1: yeah, I haven't really seen too much of um, Metcalf. He obviously spent a few seasons at the at Sharks, but he was a few down the pecking order. So good to see him getting an opportunity over at the Warriors. And yeah, I mean, who, who better to, to play next to than SJ? He's obviously in the tail end of his career, but um, God, he's a, it, it could be an interesting um, bit of attack that we'll see out of them.
0: I, I'd be... I'd- I'm not big on him being one of my starting halves, but if I've got Mecca on the bench, I'm happy with that he as is, a bit of injury your, cover and is, just see he how he goes. He's but, your third yeah, so I don't mind that, but yeah. So that's pretty much it for Bargain Basement. Let's move on to the Hail Mary picks. Hail
1: Mary time here, four seconds. We're going to bet it all. You son of a bitch, I'm in.
0: 110 to the end. So we've <laughs> got guys like Jaden Sullivan, Billy Walters, and Tyson Gamble here. It's pretty disgusting at the back end. Jaden Sullivan's an injury, uh, an interesting one. He's a 5'8 hooker. That is a sexy jewel. Uh, he, has an, he has a grade 2 hammy injury at the moment. But there is whispers that he will play... In one of the trials. So he'll make it back before round one. So you can count him in for. Which is weird. I, I honestly think that they'll let him rest up all the way to round two. Dragons obviously have the buy in round one. So I think they'll put him on ice all the way through to round two, which is perfect. Um, and I, pres- I think he presents a lot of value here, obviously. Um, Telltale Moan is in uh, – he's got some dramas there with the Popo, uh, mm. and he will he's on the no-fault he's stand down policy.
1: He's, he's probably not going to be back this season, no, I think.
0: No, which means Bud Sullivan's going to be that six. Jacob Little's going to be the nine. Um, and I think both those guys present some value later on in the draft. There has been –
1: Some whispers, um, there thereabouts about uh, Jack Bird coming into the halves. Playing six, okay. And any time like Jack Bird's incredible talent, he can play in the centers, he can play in the halves, he can play at lock, he can play at second row, and yeah, I I don't know if there's any 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 warrant to that, but I think he will definitely play in the first few games in the halves, Jack, um, Jack Bird. Just because they don't have that many options,
0: and that's probably why we've got him here in the hail mary thing. Because it doesn't yeah, matter. Yeah. You have it. You have a pun on him. If it doesn't yeah. work, you flick him back to the waves. And, and it doesn't and really matter.
1: And he's only ever going to be on your bench anyway. And you have a have a bit of a stab at him. If he starts averaging like fifty five, and you've got him as a hooker five eight
0: duel, tasty, fucking awesome. Tasty. You've baby. just hit the jackpot. One hundred percent. But he's really the only guy I want to talk about here. Billy Walters is going to be more of those 30s averages. Tyson Gamble, we don't even know if he gets a bench spot. Um, yeah, so until we see the trials and see how some of these teams are going to line up, um, yeah, I'm not going to say much on those guys. Yeah. Right, let's get into the happy ending.
1: You want happy ending?
0: I got a balloon. Let me break it down for you so you understand. I'll hold your hand like a small child. Oh, 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 fuck.
1: oh
0: my God. So fuck yeah. Rub- rubbing those traps. For an hour and 11 minutes. Now it's just time to flip you over. Finish it up. Let's go. You're nice and nice and loose. Let's go. Let's go. Yeah, yeah. Um, Alright, 5-8 strategy. So very similar to the halfback strategy that Walker talked about last week. And that is, there's fuck all of them. So start looking early. 60 plus averaging 5.8 seem to be an endangered species these days. So you may have to settle for something that's a little bit less than desirable. Uh, but the key here, and this is the strategy that I'll put on the 5.8, the key is not to get sucked into reaching for a 5.8 when the premium ones start getting snapped up. Take a breath and look for the value in other positions. Make sure you've you've locked down your halfback. But then if you're looking at your 5.8, and some of these premium options start dropping. They dropping quick, and you're thinking to yourself, "Geez, this is a little bit early for these five eights to be taken." Don't get sucked in. Just go. Yeah. Okay, if these cunts are fucking getting five eights, holy shit, they're fucking they're they're, they're passing on the some value? great they're passing the on some great two rfs here. They've missed a couple of fullbacks here. They haven't got the CTWs. They're letting go. Mm. Bang. There's the value. Yep. That's the that's the strategy here because I can see this happening for either halfback or 5'8". People are going to freak out and they're going to start running. And as soon as 1, 2 start going, everyone's going to go, oh, shit, that's right, I haven't got a 5'8", either. And they're just going to mm. start reaching. So yeah. don't fucking do that. Look elsewhere. Be like water. Adjust. Flow. Look for the value. But I will say get a halfback or 5'8". Five, five, within the 40, first 40 picks.
1: Yeah, I would I would say within the first thirty. So in your first three picks. Yeah, but value is value. You got to go for where the value is.
0: That's it. Just don't get sucked in. Happens every year. You just so see people easy, just, right? and you just go, wow. Okay, this is this is taking candy from a baby. Yeah, you mm. you go, boys. Get those five eights. Oh god. All right, let's get into boom bust sleeper. So my booms. It's an easy one, Josh Schuster. 23 average, I mean, please. He he could put 30 points on that average. He could be a 30-point boomer for all the things that I talked about earlier. Um, And I do like AJ Brimson for the season long. For the regular season, I think he could average 70 in this Titans team with Foz and Verils in the side. But again, what worries me is that uh, that strength of schedule in the Supercoach Finals, which sort of brings him back Mm. a little bit for me. Who you got?
1: So I've got I've got two. You're going to speak about one a little bit later. So I'm not going to talk too much about Burton. Um, but I've also got Adam Dewey. Mm, uh, I love you. We spoke we spoke about him earlier. I think there's definitely some progression in his scores. I think the fact that he's got a better uh, forward pack, he's got a better hooker, he's got a situation in um, in the spine which is significantly better than it was last season. I think, yeah, there's, there's an uptick of at least five on his score from last season, which is around that 60-odd mark. And the key is
0: can... those 80-minute games, people. Mm. 67 average in 80-minute yeah. games. That's already yeah. a five-plus bump.
1: Yeah. You, you, could, you could quite easily draft him at that 65, um, 65 to 70 can. average. Of course you and can. And you're not going to be disappointed because he's going to be goal-kicking. He's the, sec- he's the second year back from the ACL, so his performance output should go up, and mm-hmm. he's a ball runner, mm-hmm. so it matters more for him than other players. So, I, I'm, I'm huge, huge, huge
0: on Dewey. Yep, I do love Dewey, Dewey, however you pronounce <laughs> his name. I don't uh, know
1: how it's pronounced, so I should probably look that up before I start going Some
0: on. people say Dewey, some people say Dewey, I don't know. I, I on, on the bloke in the bar with Guru and Timmy, they say Dewey, and usually those boys are pretty, mm, wild, pretty They're wild. on the money, yeah. Uh, Alright, let's get into some busts. I said it, it's Jerome Loy. He's a bust for me every year. I just don't yeah. like him having him in my team. Um, but I think I've got a bit of credibility this year with kick-out, not in this Panthers side. Who have you got?
1: Yeah, I, look, we're, we're calling Jerome a bit of a bust, but I'm going to be honest. I don't I don't know how much further he can fall. Um, I think his output, he might, where he'll lose in his try assist and all that to kick-out, I think he'll make back in his, his runs and his um, tackle breaks and stuff like that. So... I feel like, yeah, he might might lose a couple on his average, but you can't really form too much further than 56. No. Yeah,
0: it's pretty much uh, I had to pick someone.
1: No, 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 no. <laughs> and, and I know, I know. And I was in the same position. Like, the um, we talk about the booms and there's a number of options, but for bus, I mean, I, I was straight at the bottom of the barrel. I've picked my boy from last season, Dillbags, uh, Dylan Brown. So this isn't a typical bust. Um, this is more of a, an ELT overall bust. So... He's going to have an awesome year again. Um, I just don't think he, he, he's going to be up against it to meet his season average of last season of seventy-four point three. It's going to be a tough ask. I think he might regress back to maybe seventy, which is still a stellar season. So
0: yeah, yeah, I'm I'm the same with the, that that high sixties, maybe seventy. If you draft him around there, you're going to be happy. Yeah. All well, right, let's get into some sleepers. I'm going to go Luke Keery. That 51 is very low. Um, I covered all the reasons why I love Luke Keery. I think he's going to be a steal around that round five, round six. So, you know, picks 45 plus. I, I really like him around that area. Um, who have you got, bro? Um. So you stole you stole
1: Schuster.
0: I moved him up in my boom. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, and still, I mean. and st- still I st- steal. No one. I yeah. had him in my. I had him in my sleeper start, so I always had him. And then I moved you, you, him from no, my sleeper no, no, no.
1: up to my boom. Either, either way, you stole him first. Um so well, I, I've I've I did got, do I, the
0: run sheet, so I yeah, get I know. first dibs.
1: I know. I know you. You got first dibs, so that's fine. But I also did the rankings for it. Anyway, um, I've got Cody. I like Rockwell.
0: how you set the CTW run sheet up. You've taken all the fucking best players. I'm definitely yeah, I'm scraping not, the bottom of the barrel. I'm there, not,
1: I'm not a fucking idiot. <laughs> uh,
0: well, some people would say. Some
1: people argue that point. No, they don't. No, my sleeper is Cody Walker. I think he's fifty-six and a half average from last season. I think he can add five in his sleep on that. Um, All you have to do is just look at his average when um, when Latrell's playing, bumps up to sixty-eight when he when he's actually playing with Latrell last Mm. season. He's, he should be playing the full season with him. I, I mean, there are obviously going to... We know what Latour's like. He's going to either get injured or he's going to be suspended for parts of the season. We understand that. But I think having a full preseason with, a, with him, I think getting the combinations going, I think another season under um, Ilias's belt will do wonders for the team as a whole. Um, and that will that will rain good things on Cody Walker. So um, I think he's a mad sleeper and I think he's a fantastic... Option for your fourth or fifth
0: pick. Um, 60, in 65 in his sleep, isn't it?
1: Yeah, yeah. And look, people, people are looking at, oh no, he's 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 long in the tooth, blah blah blah, all the all the, all the shit that people go on with. But look, he he's still a fucking quality player, and he can still put up those high ceiling scores. And we saw in the last last ten rounds last season, top the ton and, and did amazing things on the field. So, yeah.
0: Yeah, no, I doubt agree. Him,
1: doubt well, him, Doubt him at your.
0: Yeah, the only thing here there is obviously that round twenty six buy. If that if that oh. isn't an issue for you, bang, Cody Walker's your man. But um, if
1: you can get it, if you can get him pick four or pick pick five even, mate, oh, yeah. I, I'd, I'd I'd do that with the twenty six round. Yeah. Um, buy
0: values, value. Uh, the, baby.
1: the other one, the other one that I think is a bit of a sleeper, and I think it's just because he's he's got fuck all average from last season, and no one's even looking at him. Is Luke Metcalf. Yeah. he's in a bit of an unknown quantity and I think um, playing for the Warriors I think he's just gonna he's gonna be that easy pick 17 um, in a lot of leagues and no one's going to bat an eye, even in deeper leagues, and yeah, it's good punt, it's nice little punt, one to have a little punt on.
0: Yeah, love it. All right, let's get into player in focus. I
1: wanted you to see these player evaluations. What's wrong with power? I think he's a
0: bust. I mean, the guy has hammies that could literally pull a car. I'll kick it off here, and it's my boy Matty Burton, coming off a average of fifty six. Now, it took him a while to warm up into his new role. Obviously, first year with the permanent six on his back. Also in the new colours for the Dogs. But once things started clicking and he started getting on a bit of a roll, some sort of around that round nine onwards, he averaged a healthy 64 points. And I mm-hmm. think that's where we can start with Burdo, 60 to 65 average. And that's where I think... We can literally, that's the beginning of where we think he can go in 2023. He had six tries, 16 assists, um, yeah, 16 assists, and his goal kicking was at 72%. Um, another full pre-season, preseason, knowing that he's got the six, knowing that he's actually going to be the main dick in the halves as well, the main player, the guy that they're going to you know, call upon when they need big plays. Second-
1: he's their mar- the marquee.
0: Exactly. Second year being the first choice goal kicker as well. Um, plus you add in the efficient service from Dummy Half, from Marnie, and the attention, like we said, we are talking about kick out earlier. Um, the, the attention that he will attract from defenders there and the danger that he possesses close to the line, like he's almost unstoppable Five ten metres out. I can see the average amount of points for the dogs increase. I think they're going to win more games. I think Burton's goal-kicking percentage will go up a little bit as well. So there's additional points there. So I can I can honestly see he, a little bump in his tries and tries this as well. That left edge is going to be humming. You're going to have kick-out. You're probably going to have Burns, the Fox. Um, yeah, just all great things. Pointing for a really good season for Matt Burton. Yeah. Um, and 56, that's value. We're, we've moved him, we've yeah. bumped him up a few spots because we're big believers in Matty Burton. Um, I just think everything's sort of falling in place this year for Birdo to have a good year. Also, like, he's representative football. You know, that's got to play a part in his confidence mm-hmm. as well coming into this yeah. Dogs team, coming into the NRL and just going, I fucking can play. Like, I can put a team on my back. I can make big plays on on the big stage. So I'm big on him, man. I, I, I would love him in my side. I think his goal-kicking probably reaches up that that high 70s. Because um, you to remember, like, that was his first year being the first-choice goal-kicker as well. So, yeah, it's all good things in this second year, playing six for the Dogs.
1: Isn't it funny that only about 10, 15 years ago, we were looking at the, the goal-kickers getting 60% averages. Oh,
0: and rubbing and, one out over it. And
1: going, oh. Uh they they're a pretty good goal kicker, they're a sharpshooter. Mm. Nowadays we look at a 75% average and they're like, oh, they need to work on the Yeah, it needs kicker.
0: to improve here, yeah.
1: <laughs> it's um it's interesting how the game's gone. Um but yeah, I, I'm I'm complete agreement with with Matty Burton. I think, yeah. Um the representative football is gonna have a big impact on him. I think having another full preseason with the with the squad's gonna help as well. Having the new staff come in like the new service that he's going to get from dummy half is going to be great the new options in attack are going to be great like yeah i can't be understated how how good this is going to be and you've got guys like TPJ coming off the bench and having impact and things like that like if it goes right it's going to go fucking right mm-hmm. for the dogs yeah um and i think even if it goes wrong like 65 average is the base that you'd be expecting from him so we do have him incredibly high and a lot higher than a lot of other people would have him. And it's purely because we know the potential. But we also know what the floor is really going to be for him. Um, and look, you can just look at the team list. It's, it's pretty sexy.
0: And he's also... He's the only goal-kicking 5'8 apart from Jackson Hastings if he gets the goal-kicking off Ponga. Mm. Oh, you'd expect it because Ponga can't hit the side of the barn. He actually has a better percentage rate than Jackson Hastings, so it just defence. Yeah, yeah. Oh.
1: I think they'd, I think they'd give it across to Hastings just to take a bit more of the pressure off, um, off Ponga.
0: They'll have one a less,
1: one less thing to think about. Jesus.
0: They'll have a kickoff at some point um, to decide, I think. But um, yeah, that's well. You know, like even if he's, he's one of two, he's still got a fucking better percentage than Jackson Hastings. So he's the to- he's easily the top goal kicker at the five eight position. So that's just another mm. another tick in his box. Yeah, yeah. And I'll be smashing his box. Don't worry about that. <laughs> Come on, Birdo. Let's go. Yeah, back. He'll, he'll be he'll be smashing your box. <laughs> oh, I'll let him. I'll let him. I'll, <laughs> let him. I'll let him. I'll let him. I'll let him. You gotta let
1: <laughs> Um All right. Uh, so my my playing focus is my boy, Ezra Mam. Um, look, he burst onto the scene, uh, played 13 games from round 11 onwards last season, averaged 55.5, um, scored six tries, eight try assists, 1.1 try involvements per game. I think he can definitely do an uptick on that. Mm. Um, seven line breaks, 10 line break assists, so that's 1.3 line break uh, involvements per game I think he can definitely do a, a massive uptick on that I think predominantly around his personal involvement so more tries and more line breaks is definitely something that I'd be expecting from him the things you've got to look at are the introduction new personnel so Reese Welsh coming in definitely new options for sweeps in attack and things like that I think Reese's is, is probably from what i've seen reese is a bit more right dominant in his sweeping attack but i think there's definitely going to be some um some playoffs in in attack on the left side as well but also you've got learn a bit better of a platform than they were provided last season i think that's just going to help um progress them forward they they know a bit better They don't know that much about their hooker position um that's the only thing that's the only thing that's um that's drawing me away from spending a massive pick on Ezra and putting him above, say, Luai or someone like that. But I think you could be looking at him for a 60 average, and I think he'll do that quite easily just due to the performances of him himself rather than the Broncos as a whole. I think he's going to grow fold because of the fact that he's had a full preseason, knowing his position and knowing that he does have a spot in this first uh, first team in the first round.
0: Yeah, I actually really like Ezra Mam, And I'm just looking at the stats from where the Broncos were scoring all their tries. They were supremely left dominant in their try scoring. They scored mm-hmm. 48% of their their tries down the left. Now, the only teams... Uh, and
1: that... a, lot of, a lot of those tries were shared. And you'll see that the, the tries that were scored from um, from Cobbo and from Oates, they scored pretty much similar. But it's, it's when you do a deep dive into Farnsworth and a few other players on that edge... They're, they're scoring a lot of tries and they're, they're, they're scoring them at will on each of the positions.
0: On yeah, that and edge. the only teams that beat them in the percentage for scoring on the left were the Titans and the Panthers.
1: And those are the top tier left dominant teams.
0: Yeah, they, they scored, oh, they, they had a higher percentage yeah. for scoring on the left than the Bunnies, bro. Yeah, and that's
1: that's That's
0: wild. saying something, man. That's, that's wild. Something.
1: And the, the Bunnies are probably the team that I would say are the most left
0: dominant. Yeah. So Interesting. I don't really see much changing here. You know, like Adam Reynolds is still going to be there. And we saw him dart down the left again and again, linking up with Ezra Mann mm. when he started playing as well. Corey Oates was just unstoppable on the left there. Didn't he have a resurgence? Soon? Just huge, man. Huge. And I think Ezra Mam's going to have his fucking hands all over the attack when it goes down that left edge. And I think that
1: 55.5. Look, the
0: more oh, that we're we can, talking can, about can, him. I'll Double
1: I, that up. I think I, I'm. I've got him as my big ball score and I'm going I'm I'm telling him you he's gonna match Burton.
0: Oh well, wow. okay, that's big. Well in all honesty, like when's the when's he got the
1: bye? He's got the buy in round twenty five, and that, yeah, and, that that's and that's the that's one. the that's the big Cause, kick in the dick. Because
0: I actually do like him above Jerome Law in the rankings. It's just that buy that sort of drops him a little bit. Yeah, that's
1: the and we spoke about it, and mm. that's the only reason why we've got him a little bit below is because of that. That was the deciding factor.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: So, look, I, I I'm huge on him, and I do think he can he can bust out sixty in his sleep. I think he can get to sixty five. And I think he is, he is that type of player who can go to that next level. And, yeah, I'm, I'm excited to see what, what's to come from him.
0: Yeah, and he is one of those excitable players as well that you have in your side that you enjoy watching. You know, plenty of tackle breaks, plenty of line break involvements. Um, it's like run in the a day
1: when yeah. he was on, on form. Like, yep. unreal.
0: Yep, yep. He's uh, walking, talking hard on. Let's get into mm. the mm. big mm. balls mm. calls. So you alluded to it ear- earlier. You're going your boy Ezra, what, 65-plus? 65
1: plus, and I, I think that's a that's a big balls call. That is,
0: that is. Yeah, you're usually pretty soft with these calls, but that's a big one. Fuck off. <laughs> I want to go actually, Birdo.
1: Actually, <laughs> oh, you go, you go. I'll, I'll come wanna, after
0: this. I want to go Birdo 65. Actually, I want to bump that up to 70. Let's get real here, people. I was going to say, because...
1: Like, Let's go, baby. I, I think he is going to go 70. 70 yeah.
0: plus, there we go. Birdo, 70 plus, just to... Just to massage those balls to get them a little bigger. There we go. Birdo seventy plus. Ezra Mam sixty five plus. Now we do need a head to head five eight. So do we go Birdo versus Adam Dewey? I'll take Birdo, you take Adam Dewey. Or he yep. Yeah, yeah. That's pretty that. that's a pretty close one, unless think, you've got I, another I, ID. I think
1: I, I think I think Burton's gonna outscore him, but I'm happy with that head to head.
0: Um I'm happy for you to pick another one to go up against Birdo. Um Dual yeah i'll take deal bags yeah. if you're happy oh, you'll take, oh. no no yeah. I'll, i'm on bur, i'm on birdo yeah yeah i'm saying i'll go bags. yep okay so you would rather um deal bags than uh Dwahi? oh any day. Yeah. wow i actually i actually think fucking dewey's gonna out average um deal bags to be honest
1: yeah, with the with the goal kicking, anything's possible.
0: But yeah, okay. Burdo versus Dillbags. Yeah, that's Look, good.
1: Dillbags Duel, is my boy from last season. I wrote I rode him yeah. in that Pro season last year, so I do like I've got to, a bit of
0: dilbags. Even though even though I put him as, as the bust,
1: like I still think he's gonna score at least a seven in.
0: Yeah, sweet bro. Alright, let's get into some questions from the rubbers. Excuse me! I'd like to ask you a few questions. You want answers? You know the question. Are these really the questions that I was called here to answer? I'm Ron Burgundy. Uh, I think we've got some questions from the subscribers, bro. So do you want to hit them first? Yeah, yeah. So
1: I'll hit them up first. So Rob's hit us with this one. So I pick eight in my draft. Mm-hmm. Are you taking Pappy if he's still there? And what about Turbo?
0: Um, if Turbo's there, you've won the lotto. Um, I so. But Ryan Pappenhausen, no, I think that's still a little yeah. bit too high for, for Pappy.
1: Yeah, I think, uh, we, and we've we've slid him down a fair way in our, our rankings purely for the fact that there's so much uncertainty to um, to when he'll come back and also whether it'll be goal kicking when he does come back. So there's obviously a pretty traumatic injury to his knee. Um, mm. Can you remember which knee it was? Left knee or right knee? I can't remember, bro. If it's cool a, if it, it, yeah, we'll, we'll we'll be talking to um to Bro- um, Brian and our physio, and he'll let us know. But if obviously if it's that left knee, um where he's bearing a lot of pressure to kick off from, yeah, that's going to have a lot of impact. You and can guarantee knocking. he's not goal
0: kicking. And Nick Meaney's yeah. quite good, I think. Nick Meaney's
1: Nick Meaney's a real handy kicker. Yeah, so kicking around that
0: 72%, 75 percent, something like that. So not too bad. Yeah. But when we're talking
1: about Puppie's average last season, it was up in the 90s. Mm. So I don't think goal kicking is really going to have that much of an impact. Yep. Um, next one from the 8th. Um, so obviously a, a John Z fan. Um, yeah. So who is your tip for the biggest trade bait, i.e. the player who most likely to be picked up later than his performance deserves? player to pick up later than he's so... Player most likely to be picked up later in the draft. Than his performance deserves, yeah. <sighs> so I read, I read that as a player that you can pick up, pick up pretty on the cheap. That will probably get an up, uptick in his, um, his average that you can on sell.
0: So oh, I saw a value, 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 value play.
1: Um, that value that you probably want to trade on. So a guy who's got a really good run at the start of the season. Um, so you. You firstly want to be looking at the, um, the the fast start strength of schedule that we've got on the Patreon, so that's the rounds one to eight. That'll give you a good, good indication of guys who've got a really good run and up against the, the weaker teams early on. So their scores will go a bit higher than they would normally.
0: Cowboys have the best strength of schedule for the first... Eight rounds, so you know guys mm. like uh, Tommy Dearden I mean, might Tommy be.
1: Dearden, we just spoke about him. Yeah,
0: so yeah. might be a really good uh, pick up and trade target after those those eight rounds. Also, the Dolphins—they've got the third best strength of schedule to start the season. So picking up everyone's, any Dolphins.
1: Everyone's, everyone's a little bit um, standoffish about the Dolphins as well. It's a real risk to take a lot of those players, but God, you, you pick up a um, pick up like I don't know. Uh, a a MILF late in the draft or something like that and he starts to turn it on Mm. people will be interested in a bit of a trade possibly especially for a duel
0: the Knights as well fifth best strength of schedule to start the season we're talking about Dom Young the best
1: taking a a punt on um, Marzu or something like that yeah
0: yeah exactly yeah so definitely guys uh, it's all in the highlights on Instagram the strength of schedule stuff click on it it'll have the strength of schedule for the finals the season long and the um quick start which is rounds one to eight or if you want to subscribe to the patreon there's fucking heaps of strength and schedule gear on there not only teams but every player per fo- schedule you've got so one to eight uh mid-season run the table finals uh 23 and 24 25 and 26 it's all there guys so yeah. th- th- it'll help what am i might,
1: what i might do i'll, I'll pin the um the strength of schedule post so it shows up at the top so you can guys have a have a quick squiz at it because it a lot of it will depend on on who's available at, um at, in your draft so yeah. but yeah no I, i'd be targeting one of the guys who have a really strong um early strength of schedule so pretty much go for those guys in the teams that we just mentioned Yep. Yeah. and uh, so the, next, the next one uh luke has asked a couple. Uh, the first one is, what was the reasoning behind Jerome's pre-draft ranking being updated from 12th to 9th? Strength
0: so, of schedule.
1: Uh, the strength of schedule, um, it can't be denied. It's, it is It is something that, um, and also feeding into it, was also his, um, his conversion rate to a top-tier score. So his ceiling was also quite up there. So I think he's... His conversion rate to um, and he just got out of the out of the top thirty rankings. I think he was ranked thirty-one, but I think his conversion rate was twenty percent of his scores went hundred plus. Mm. So that just that just spells that he is a captaincy option. Um, he he doesn't have that many dog shit scores in his his um, his repertoire. But mate, that that strength of schedule in the finals is. Is amazing,
0: yep. And not only that, um, Storm have a really good start to the season as well. So it'll get you off mm. to a good start um, in your leagues. You'll have a good position on the ladder, uh, and also halfback, fuck you know, like it's a really shallow position, it's scary. Um, and after those big dicks go in Cleary and Hines, we think that Hughes is the next best option and we're happy for him to – and, look, it is really hard to differentiate those picks from sort of 8 to 13. He is in that realm. So oh. along with fucking heaps of other guys that we like. But, yeah, yeah big on him.
1: Um, next one, uh, Luke's had the second, second bite of the cherry.
0: You're right on, um, Luke. Calm down,
1: mate. (laughs) It looks like Luke's definitely had a listen to the um, NRO Physio's podcast as well as Guru's because he's asked a very targeted question and I actually mentioned something about this earlier. Um, Is there any worry of Teddy Teddy starts to regress this season? So he's brought up the issue that I mentioned about the stem cell surgeries over the past few years due to the meniscus and the cartilage degeneration. Um, He's just turned 30. And the last three seasons, he's at a downward trend of eight points per year. That's huge.
0: Mm. So 2020,
1: 95 points um, season average. 2021, 87 points season average. And 2022, 79 point um, season average. So it's definitely something to think about. Um, I'm I'm backing you in there, Luke. I reckon that there is a regression. I don't think it's going to be eight points again. Um, He's still going to be well within the 70s, but it's um, it's definitely a concern to drop one of your top five picks on um, on Teddy. I'd actually be pushing him, if not fifth, sixth overall.
0: Yep. Yeah, and that's look. It's all played into us moving Mad Dog up into fourth as well. So, yep. No, very valid.
1: Nail on the head. Yep. Um, Brendan. Brendan Sevens asked the best question of the um, of ever. Talk to me, um, yes, Natty. Why the Texans? Is this just continuing your woeful selection of sporting teams? <laughs> yeah, yes.
0: die. Go Go the Eagles. Like ter- <laughs> and, he's, and he's fucking bang on, man. Because um, my first, the first NBA team that I followed was um, the Wizards. No, the Seattle, Seattle Sonics.
1: Oh, oh, the
0: another, Super Sonics. Yep. So oh, another team that doesn't no. fucking exist anymore. But no, the Texans. I do back uh, all Houston teams. My mum was born in Houston, so I've got a oh, link to the city. Did, like, that's why I back the Houstons. I back um, the Texans, the Rockets, and the Astros in the baseball. So yeah, second pick bad. in the in the draft for next year. We'll get a good quarterback. We'll be right, people. Don't worry. Bounce back, team. Oh, Bounce yeah, back, fuck. here.
1: Fuck, you need it, um, <laughs> yeah. Johnny Johnny T's asked this one. Uh, hey fellas, looking forward to the five eight rub tonight. You will get it tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Um, I've I've touched on this on Instagram, but I'm going to expand here. So he's picked ten in a twelve man league. So he'll pick. Then he's got a couple of pick uh, about four picks until his return pick. Yep. Um, I've taken your halfback strategy planning on on getting Hughes and a strike um one of the big three strike to RF so I Pap Gus uh, for feeder. However, if Hughes goes, what are your thoughts on reaching for a five eight? So Burton, dual bags, or do
0: I think it's too early for those yeah. guys, to be honest. Um I think
1: I think you, you're kind of shooting yourself in the foot a little bit because yeah. um there, there are guys that we think are definitely going to get well within the 70s. Um and I think Burton, Dillbags, and Dwayne are going to be skirting the 70s. So you, the the way to do it might be to go Gussie or maybe like Ipap or someone like that for your first pick and then on the return, whoever's left out of those guys.
0: And you've also got to think about the if Burton, someone's Dillbags reaching Dillbags for Hughes that's ahead of you, then who slipped? Yeah. Did Manu slip? Did Garrick slip? Did Mad Dog slip? Did grants that exactly um,
1: things like that and you've got to be you've got to be ready to change your change your attack a little bit so have a look at a few of the options of um of where you think the um players might drop to have a contingency plan because you've only got a minute to sort this shit out on, on the day so you need to have your strategy for those first three picks because they're the most important ones and just have a bit of an, an idea of okay who, who am i going to go for you want to have a pretty good idea of your first two picks and then the, the position more than more than anything for your third pick. So, that that'd be my um, that'd be my two bits, on it. Nice. So I, I'd be going IPAT first, or maybe Gussie or someone like that. One of those two, and then feed that into um, either Burton, Dillbags, or Dwayne, whoever's on the board. Um, probably I'd be probably going Burton, um, just because of the the final strength of schedule um, over Dillbags personally. Yep. Um, and that was the only reason, the final strength of schedule was the only reason why I wouldn't go for feeder that early.
0: Yeah, for sure.
1: Um, okay, Valley, this is the last last one for the Patreon. So, gents, apologies for the long-winded question. Um, I'm hoping you can provide as much guidance as I need. Um, so, he's picked 10 in a 10-man league, so he has two picks back-to-back. Mm-hmm um his grand final is in round 25 so we, we mentioned that's a bit of an off kilter um, type but, all the yeah, bunnies are on board all the bunnies are, are well within grasp so he's a big fan of hughesies and dual bags mm-hmm. but he's not completely sold on either as a first rounder um especially since both have pretty tricky finals draws for, the, for their league so Obviously, the um, the grand final is going to be quite good for Hughes, but um, the lead up, so his um, quarterfinal and semifinal, is going to be quite tough. Um, do you think there is merit in ignoring the spine first up and go for, say, Manu Ipap double in his first two picks um, and then make a move for some spine players in round three and four, like the Walkers, Dwayne, um, Ponga um, also could, and I, I mentioned this a bit earlier, could Damien Cook and Cam Murray come into the equation as potential first round options, um, given the Souths have a very nice run into the finals, ending in round twenty five?
0: Yeah, I I don't think Cook will. Uh, I've, I can make a case I, I for Cam I, Murray. I
1: wouldn't. I wouldn't go. I wouldn't go Cook that early. No. I think Cook Cook goes up to maybe overall pick fourteen, um, just based on um, the strength of schedule and not having the buy in the finals. But yeah, Cam Murray is definitely one that I, I'd. I'd Put as one of your two picks, and then if Hughes is there, great. If not, is Grant there? Um, yeah, I'd be going Hughes or Grant if if all of those are available.
0: I don't mind the strategy of going someone like Manu. Uh, who do you say Manu and IPAP? Yeah. Yeah, mate, that's I don't, perfect. I
1: don't, I don't mind it. They're, they're both very high ceiling players and you're going to get a good return for investment from yep. both of them.
0: Yeah, that's fine. And just, you know, fingers crossed that you do pick up someone um, in that third round, that like Birdo, Birdo, Dwayne, Walker, um, one of these guys. And if the, if the, you do, the if th- you the leave.
1: Three, the three and four pick is obviously going to have like pick 30 and 31. The Walkers, both of them should still be there. Um, Dwayne might still be there as well. Ponga is definitely going to be there, but we're not. We're, we've gone a bit cold on Ponga just due to those head knock issues that um, NRL physio mentioned in his latest pod. So, yeah, yeah. I, I think there's there's definitely merit in the um, the strategy going on those two big high ceiling players first up.
0: And you are spoilt with those um those picks at the back end of that first round. If you get back to back picks, you're spoilt with options. Like yeah. either way, you're coming away with a really good double there. You would know?
1: you would you would you take Garrick instead of Manu?
0: I, I would I would take Manu over Garrick. Um, yep. But if Marnie was in there, I'm happy to take Garrick. You know he he's in that realm of those picks eight to thirteen. Um, I think he, he has a fantastic season. I'm a Turbo believer, which means I'm a Garrick believer. Mm. Um, but just make sure you're pairing Garrick with someone like a Gussie or an IPAP or someone that's you know that strike edge back rower, um, so that you're covering two bases. You know you've got your strike edge with really good base, but then you've got your upside. Um, especially with Garrick, you're upside plus you've got your jewel as well.
1: Yeah, and I, and I think that's what I was alluding to was like having a spine player that you could pick. You might not play Garrick as your, your fullback. You, you may play him as your fullback. I'm not I'm one to, to point fingers, but yeah. Um, I think having the option there. Is definitely a really good. Well, that's um, it
0: because later in the draft, because there is a lot of depth in the fullback position, you might pick up Mm. someone like Reese Walsh and then all of a sudden you can move Garrick into your CTWs and bang.
1: And then you've got an absolute, like, high elite player in your CTW spot that is just locked and loaded Mm -hmm. in there and you can just rotate
0: at one of the other spots. I like it. Good question. Very yeah, good
1: question. Very good question. All right. Um, that's, that all,
0: that's all we got from Patreon. All right. Let's dive into the Instagram questions. Uh, so we've got a few here. Uh, any love for Kalen Pong with the knowledge that he will have the 5-8 duel added by round six? We just talked about the head knocks. We're a little bit low on him, um, but value's value. Just sort of look to him around that sort of... If he slips to the late round three, so we're talking... Oh, right, late twenties, late,
1: late round four, I think.
0: Right, late, oh, well, fuck! If he's in late round yeah. four, you chop all over his dick. If it's late round four, wow.
1: I think, I, I think it, it, he's one of the ones that I think he he's We're valuing him like early, early round four, so just on the turn, um, and I think that's that's probably where where he will fall in a lot of leagues because he obviously had a dog shit season last year for his at, season average. I think that's probably the best way to. Um, to take him because there's, there's a lot of uncertainty as to how he's going to perform at five, eight, whether he's going to get the goal kicking and a lot of other stuff as well.
0: I'm, I'm uh, probably a little bit higher than him. um, than you, I would take him in that late round three, uh, early round four, I'm, I'm happy to reach for him there. I think round four is great value. I think that's fucking fantastic value, but I would reach for him late round three. So that's what I'm, picks 27, I'm going, I'm
1: going off Brian. Um, Brian said, stay clear of him. Yeah. So I'm, I'm just a bit nervous about all those. But
0: in saying that, he might be like, yeah, stay clear of him for the first two rounds, but fuck if he's there round three.
1: Yeah, true, 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 true.
0: Um. All right, so... What challenges have you done to te- determine your draft order? Now we're going to do a full podcast on the Loveless League uh, challenge day because it's Ooh. there's plenty of challenges, plenty to go through, and I think you guys will get a lot from it. Uh, so stay tuned for that one. Pick ten and twelve. Pick ten of a twelve man league. If I can't grab Hughes, would you reach for five, five, eight as first pick? First pick? No. I, I only Mad Dog. Um, Only Mad Dog is your first pick. No, yeah, I, I, I wouldn't. I'm not I picking Dillbags. I'm not picking Berto as my first pick. So no, not
1: not that early. Not no. that early. It, it, on the turn is your second pick, maybe.
0: Yeah, I even think that's too early for Dillbags and Berto. I'm I'm sort of getting so Berto and Dillbags for me are sort of like picks fifteen to twenty, back end of the round two.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, I think that's where we've got him in the top thirty. So that, that yep. makes sense.
0: Um, thoughts on Dway here with improved supporting cast of the Tigers. We've covered him at depth. That's yeah, fine. Yeah, big time. Is it worth taking Burton's second round at all? Yes. Like we just said, picks 15 mm-hmm. to 20 is pretty sexy. Brown versus Burton versus Brimson.
1: Well, we've got um we've got our uh, matchup as Brown and Burton, so yeah. Mm.
0: Now I think they all could average seventy. But what I will say is, I hate Dylan Brown's and AJ Brimson's strength of schedule in the finals. So if mm-hmm. I've got to split hairs here, I'll go Birdo just because of that, because I I do think they can all average pretty sim- pretty similar. But- I think you can you can almost
1: to a slightly lesser degree you can also put Dwight here in there as well. But yeah. yeah, their strength of schedule
0: is pretty up to shit yeah. as well. Yeah, man, fuck eels and titans, just disgusting. Um, all right. Is it crazy to draft Burton round one? Yes, it is. Yeah. Is Birdo and Dwayne, uh are they aboard at the same time? Who are you prioritizing? Uh, I think we, yeah, we've got Berto above Dwayhi, so we're prioritizing Birdo. Yep. Uh, with Kikiao and Appy gone, is Luai a smoky for a 65 plus average? Well, yeah, he's Ooh, a, a fucking very, yeah. very smoky, I I, I, very I hazy so- smoky. Yeah, yeah. As in, no, yes. it's not going to yeah. happen.
1: That's um, <laughs> rose-colored glasses, I
0: think. Uh, no. Uh, given the option, would you pick Munster or Teddy? We just talked about I'm that. We've, we've moved our boy Mad Dog above Teddy. Prioritize getting a halfback or 5-8 in the first three rounds. Correct. Yes. Yes, get one of them. Underrated deep position, I think. Oh, I don't know about that. I think it's fucking pretty shallow, to be honest. Uh, do you think Josh Schuster will kill it? I don't think he kills it, but I think he he puts at least twenty five on kill, his
1: average. He kills it compared to his season average last year.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and honestly, he's going to put twenty five on that average.
1: That's huge. Yeah, That's a huge but boom. we can't we can't be talking about that because his season average he was playing off the bench last season. Yeah,
0: but- I, I'm happy to draft him at a fifty to fifty five average. Yeah, um, I think if he doesn't do that
1: he needs to find another club.
0: Yep. Yeah. And does Hines look riskier now with his um mummy in jail? No, I, I'm pretty I'm pretty safe with Hines. Um he's, he's
1: not he's not one that's um unfamiliar with these sort of family troubles. So yes. He, if
0: there's
1: anyone if there's anyone who can like play through it, it's yep. gonna be it's gonna be hard. It's Nico,
0: yep, for sure. I agree, I think he's fine. Uh Dylan Brown worth a ninth pick overall. Geez, people are fucking big on Dylan Brown, aren't yeah. they? Look, I think like it's Trap watch, City, if, baby. If you, if you watch
1: the highlights of Dillbags, I think it's easy to get sucked into it because I was obviously, um, obviously drafted him in uh, both my legs last year, and he is definitely one that I watched very closely. And yeah, he was unfrickin' real.
0: Don't get sucked whole, into career years, this, people. Career it was years. A, it was
1: a career year, and that is something you have to remind yourself: is it was. His best season to date, but um, twenty-one points very, on his average. It's very, very difficult to either maintain or progress from there,
0: especially with the season the Eels had as a as a team as a whole. You know, obviously, well, made the it to the final. Of
1: course, yeah, exactly. Obviously. So, and, and then you've got then you got on top of that, you you've got one of your spine players leaving and being replaced. Yes, Hodgson's a great dummy half, but he's a different dummy half, significantly different than yeah. Marnie was. Yep. So I think there is going to be a bit of work to be done in the, the combinations there, and I think it's going to take a little while for it to gel.
0: Yeah, I agree, I agree. Right, we've stretched this 5-8 podcast, which I just talked about how shallow the fucking position is to a two-hour rubdown. Uh, but that's what yeah. we do, that's how we roll. Right. The shallowest of positions <laughs> in the longest podcast, yet. Well, I think what happens is, because it's a shallow position, we decide to talk about every single fucking player at length. yeah, yeah. Anyway. We shouldn't do that. Ah, Well, that's, that's what we do. That's what the people expect. Mm. And we Definitely. deliver. And we fucking deliver. Right, fire up those five-star sledges. Get them in, guys. We will probably aim to draft maybe the second last week in February, which means we'll probably pick the league at the start of that week. So yep, yep. probably looking at, if we look at February probably around that 14, 15, 16. We'll probably pick the league in February. So yep. try and get your yep. sledges in before then. Um of course subscribe to the patreon if you want all the sexy gear that walk is putting on there i'm telling you people it's stat heaven you will not be disappointed it's sexy as fuck definitely definitely is uh tiktok we're killing it with our top five drafts we've got another one recording tomorrow but if you want to put in your request you can either do it on tiktok or instagram whatever you want so if you've got an, an idea or a category that you want to do uh, us to do our top five draft on hit us up we'll give it a go uh, but that's it, bro. You ready to get out of here?
1: Well, th- there's actually one thing that's just popped up on the radar. Okay. Um, apparently, K. Dykes has suffered an ACL in training. Mm,
0: did see that. So
1: he's, he is out for the full season. So that, I mean, the the Lockie Miller tra- um, transfer has gone through as of today as yeah. well. So yeah. horrible, horrible timing for the Sharks. But that just cements and locks in their fullback spot. Yep. Will Kennedy. Yep. Will. So, any doubts that we had of Will Kennedy starting are just evaporated, which is which is great news for him because he deserves a bit of solidity because he's he's provided a lot of attacking output for the team. But um, yeah, it's it's a it's a real shit show of it for K Dykes. He's one of the real up and comers.
0: Mate, you are in full dribble mode, aren't you? Now you dribble on about full backs in the five eight rub. I'll, Unbelievable. I've had, had a
1: few. I've <laughs> had a few dozers, mate. You know oh, one, right?
0: I love it. I love it. All right, that's the final siren rubbers. Don't be a dog. Don't be a weak gutted dog. Go out there, follow us on all the socials. If you're <laughs> listening and you're not following us on the socials, please give yourself an uppercut. But that's it. Remember, there are many things a man can do with his time. This is better than most things. You're damn right, Walker. We'll Catch us next round on the Weekly Rubdown.
1: You can take me now. I have seen it all. Get that into <laughs> right, you.